What is up, Goth Addicts? Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast for the Memorial Tournament. And this is the DraftKings show. Thank you for joining us. We are presented by Fantasy National Goth Club, fantasynational.com. This is our resource for all the stats that you're going to hear tonight. Everything that me and my boy, Caddy John, who you may have noticed is sitting right next to me, but not DV. And you know what? We've got a special episode for you today. But go to fantasynational.com slash TJ. Use promo code TOURJUNKIES and you get 20% off. There is no better website to go to for any of your stats or if you just want a little course history or some recent form or whatever it is. You can tailor it however you want to on fantasynational.com. I know Caddy John loves it. And uh, I do too. So make sure you go over and check them out. Caddy, John, John Radhouse, how are you this evening? You doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing good. I mean, this is fun. I mean, I have big shoes to fill. I know DB's out, kind of whatever he's doing. But, you know, thanks for having me on. This is great. Yeah, we know. We appreciate you being on with us. Uh, DB's just, you know, getting some sun somewhere, you know, on vacation. You know, everybody deserves a vacation. By the way, Speaking of sun, uh, John, I I got some sun this past weekend. I went out on the boat, went to Love the it. beach, and I got like the base layer, you know. So like when you have your first outing into the sun for the year, you yep. got to get that base layer of a tan. Okay, so you're going to get a little bit burned, even if you're putting on the sunblock and doing the, all those things. You need to get a little bit of a burn, just a little bit. You know, don't don't overdo it, but you got to get the base layer, and then that just like that helps the rest of the summer go well for you. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Absolutely, yeah. I've got a lot of experience in the sun, and I I I I'm pretty lucky. I happen to tan pretty well. We got a young daughter at home, and she inherited my my tan skin as well. But you're right; it gets a little red initially. I mean, I was just I haven't been catting this year, and so I just started. It just started happening here in, in Omaha, Nebraska, about. A month or two ago, so I, yeah. I know what you're saying. Make sure you throw on the sunblock, though, kids. Okay, even though you got to get that base layer. All right, make sure you're protecting protecting the skin. Um, what are you drinking now? Because you were drinking the surge. You were surging <laughs> with the surge white claw. I'm still drinking a beer. You know what are you what are you going with? You're no, still- I'm, I'm I'm still surging. I, I you know there we are. What's Number the flavor two. there? What's the flavor that you're going this with? Is, uh, natty lime, natural lime. Okay, but, I like I mean, that. You know, eight percent they give you on the surge. I mean, we're we're normally four, four and a half. You know, no laws with the claws, and and at eight percent, I mean, that's packing quite a punch for for two shows here. Yeah, well, that's uh, let me tell you, that's good stuff. You're gonna, you know, I go to Planet Tito's. You're going to Planet White Claw. <laughs> um, so no we laws. love we love that. Um, all right, let's get right into it. Um, now, we did talk about the course a good bit on the betting show, so I don't want to get into it a ton um, because if you want to you know, go to the first half of the betting show, but I'll, I'll just I'll, – some quick hitters here, all right? We're at Muirfield Village Golf Club this week. It is a par 72, over 7,500 yards. You've got bent grass fairways and greens, Kentucky bluegrass rough, which we have heard is going to be quite lush and a little bit thick. The greens here have a lot of undulation. 
they're going to get them quick, okay? They haven't had them quite as quick the last couple of years because they're sort of letting them grow in and getting them ready as because they've done some renovations. But now they're going to be able to kind of give this course a little more of the teeth that it 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 it's typically has and how Jack Nicholas likes to set it up. You've got water in play on 11 holes this week. This course typically ranks as one of the toughest on tour all year long. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm looking at stats like strokes gained approach, ball striking, around the green play. You got to be scrambling well around these greens, and then you got to be putting your ball well on these bent grass, quick greens. I'm going to look at par five scoring and then also bogey avoidance. Okay. I like bogey avoidance on a tough course like this. So I think that's one to look at. Our past champs, Patrick Cantlay. Last year, minus 13, we had John Rahm before that, minus 9. Cantlay before that at minus 19. And then Bryson DeChambeau, who Caddy John and I have a bet on <laughs> that could last all of less than 24 hours. I say he is going to play. Caddy John says he's not. We'll see what happens there. That is my quick course breakdown. How about you? Anything you want to add that I may have missed that you just like just some quick hitters that, that you want to talk about here? Yeah, no, you you, you hit all the main ones. Uh, it is a big boy golf course. Um, Jack, you know, world-class player, his golf course, you know, it's going to challenge you to have some strategy involved. Interesting that it doesn't play quite as long as the, as the card. And out there, you're only hitting probably seven drivers, I would say, give or take out of the 14 holes where you would be possibly hitting drivers. So you get a little variety off the tee, uh, talk to some caddies there on Monday. You know, the the greens are already firm. The rough is already up. Uh, so it's setting up to be a challenging week. The one interesting factor this week that doesn't appear like it's going to be present, at least in the first three days, is wind. And so uh, you're, we've been playing in a lot of wind lately, and the guys are going to get a little bit of a break this week. The temperatures are going to be a little bit cooler, so maybe even more opportunities to make birdies. But I do agree with you. It's going to be a fast memorial this year yeah well i'm looking forward to it we've got a great field again as we typically do here uh, at the memorial and we're only two weeks away from the u.s open so a lot of these guys are going to want to get you know some good work in and a tough field and they're probably going to take off next week okay so db picked a great week to take take off because like this week is a very important week and then next week i don't think there's going to be a whole lot of people that play and i'm going to be out next week because see i pick good weeks to be off i pick weeks that really don't matter well well next week all you got to do is bet Corey connors and just set your phone off right yeah exactly exactly Corey connors week next week or i don't know who the other oh adam hadwood maybe let's make it Corey connors week but yeah let's just go ahead and let's just go ahead and predict next week and then he doesn't even have to do the show we'll just make it easy on db it's Corey connors week. all right let's get into the top plays though for this week and uh we're gonna go with start with a 9k and above range now i don't know if we have the graphic for this because um we don't have producer sam producer sam lost power and, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know where he lives, um, but uh, apparently he lost power. Maybe they still have snow and stuff up there. Maybe. Yeah, he's up in the east. Hey, I understand. I, I'm in my parents' basement because my house, the Wi-Fi's out. They won't come for till next. My Wi-Fi went out last Wednesday. I was out of town. I was at the Colonial for a few days doing some stuff for the Caddy Network. But now they say, oh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be there next Thursday. In what? I mean, that's not. That makes zero sense in the year 2022 that your internet provider will say, oh, yeah, we'll come out there next Thursday. That's reasonable. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, I tried to throw up a graphic there, but it actually was a betting graphic. I'm trying. (laughs) I'm trying to produce and do all this stuff. Just just me. Um, Anyway, all right. Let's talk about some 9K and above plays this week. I'm going to start with... Listen, John. Yeah. I just have a hard time not playing Rory McIlroy. (laughs) I just do. I do. And I love how he's been playing lately. I like him at 10-9. I mean, the the form is – I mean, I don't even have to talk about the form, okay? Yeah. You know, just the last two weeks, fifth at the Wells Fargo, eighth at the PGA Championship, really disappointed in what he did. I think day two really killed him in the PGA Championship because if he if you just take day two and make it like even par, one under, whatever. He's right there, possibly in the playoffs. So I think that, you know, let's let's not forget, despite, and he had two two triples, I think, both on really? par threes. I, I could okay. be wrong. At least one triple that I know of. So a lot of, a lot of scoring that Roy just left on the table. <laughs> so I think at 10-9, this is, and this, it's a good course fit for him. So 10-9, I like Roy a lot. I, you know, I could get into his stats, but they're they're ridiculous. I mean, across the board, he's top ten in ball striking. He's top fifteen in approach. Top ten in par five scoring. Fifth in bogey avoidance. Sex of box and strokes game putting and around the green plate. Literally everything about Rory sets up well for his game and this course this week. Next well, shot. I want to I want to hear though just briefly because the around the green was the one that was concerning me about Rory. And I do agree he's playing well. I, I, I just want you to kind of say where you're more of a believer on the around the game, a green part there. Well, what I'm looking at, so I went on Fantasy National, and I'm looking at um, his last 24 rounds, okay? okay? And then I'm looking at where he is compared to the field, all right? So he's 28th, sorry, he's 21st in this field in strokes gained around the green over his last 24 rounds, okay? So if if you're just looking at that, now we could – you could do all kinds of things. You could make it more long-term around the green on fantasy national. You can make it more short-term, whatever. I tend to look at, you know, I liked, you know, somewhere around 12 middle, to 24 uh, rounds yeah. right in that middle. So that's what I'm looking at for his strokes gained around the green. Um, and it doesn't look too bad. Really. If you're looking at it versus this field, 21st isn't, isn't bad. I mean, everything is, is, in, you know, everything for him that I, of my top stats is in the top 30. So yep. I like Rory here at 10-9. Next guy I'll go down to, and I know you and I both like him, especially uh, when we talked about him on the betting show, Xander Shoffley at 10-2. I love him this week. He's another guy, you know, looking at, you know, checking boxes. He's top 25 in all of these. Ball striking, approach, around the green, strokes game putting on bent grass green, and he's third in bogey avoidance. The only thing where he may not check a box is par five scoring. I'm okay with that because – I talked about this on the betting show. I think that, you know, a lot of these guys on these par fives, they're going to have to lay up on their second shot. So if they're dialed in with their wedges, they're still going to make some birdies on these par fives. Rory talked about this in his pressers last year. He said that, you know, he was actually kind of disappointed in it. He thought that they should have these par five set up to be able to go at them more in two. But he said a lot of them just force you to lay up. And so that means you're really going to be need, you know, needing to be dialed in with your wedges from short distances on these par fives. And if you think they're going to score them, 
score on them, which I think they will, um, that may be an added layer of just a, a stat you look at besides what I'm talking about, your main stats, maybe proximity 100 to 125 yards or 100 yards and in, something like that. Maybe add that in with some things that you want to look at. Um, but I do like Xander Schauffele this week at 10-2. Last guy I love, and I'll go down to the bottom, Shane Lowry at 9,000. Uh, I mean, the guy's just been playing fantastic. About, you know, Look, top 10 in all four of these, ball striking, approach, par five scoring, and bogey avoidance. The guy's a, you know, he's typically been a good scrambler, actually, but that doesn't really show up well this week when you're looking at the last 24 rounds for him. But still, when you look at the form for Shane Lowry, just, you know, everything about him. Now, you know, the history here is, 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 it's kind of spotty, but he did finish top 10 last year after missing the cut in 2020. Made the cut in 2018 with the T52 and then a top 15 finish in 2017. So those are my three favorite GPP plays. My fate is Colin Morikawa at 10-4. Just not really liking where his game's at right now. You know, he's he just has not been playing well. You look at his recent results, nothing really to, you know, get you too excited uh, about Colin Morikawa. I mean, I think his putting has been pretty bad from what I've seen. I've watched a lot of them in the last, you know, several tournaments because i had i had a lot of it at the pga championship he couldn't make a damn thing couldn't make anything <laughs> with this putter you look at you know his last three finishes 26 at the heritage 55th at the pga championship 40th last week you know there, there's a lot of things about morikawa's game that just aren't that great right now i mean he's still going to check the boxes in ball striking and those kind of things but not at all in strokes gained around the green 87th in the field he's 85th and putting on bent grass greens. I feel like if this was like a generalized putting stat, he'd be like 150th in the field. Not not just looking at bent grass greens. So Colin Morikawa is the fade. You know what? My cash play is a guy that you don't like this week. Jordan Speed. Jordan Speed is the cash play. <laughs> now, I wrote this down before we even did the betting show so you kind of started selling me a little bit about jordan spieth not being great this week so i may like have to pivot off of that because i did have him written <laughs> i did have him written down as a cash play and i gotta go with it because i do like the way spieth's been playing lately but you made some pretty good arguments for why you might not want to play speed so i'll let you talk about those and then also give your your favorite plays here in this 9k range and above well, just as far as Spieth, you know, I think you you I think he probably will be fairly popular this week because he's been playing so well. His name jumps off the page. This is going to be his fourth week playing in a row. He's traveling out of kind of the Texas Oklahoma area. A lot of comforts. He has had some decent finishes here in the past. Um, obviously, the putter is not at an elite level right now you know and he could turn on any point but he's missing these short putts just time and time again i mean they're just happening every week and you know on a on a outright market maybe it makes even more sense to fade him this week versus like hey i can get some value on him in a DraftKings setting because i think he's still going to play well so I, I i understand what you're saying there um i can also see it being an easy guy to pivot away from because his ownership level is going to be pretty high so you know i could see it both ways there on that. Um, you know, Rory McIlroy, I, I, I took a good hard look at Rory. I, I like that call. Um, you know, his ball flight, you know, isn't necessarily 
that cut that we always see, but he's got a pretty darn straight ball flight. It's not quite as sweeping as it used to be. So, and I was really impressed with the PGA. I, I was, I wasn't high on him going into that because I felt like he was going to have a lot more short irons in and those greens were not too deep and he wasn't going to, his accuracy with those shorter clubs wasn't going to be good and it held up fine. So he is in really good form right now. A little inside nugget, his caddy, Harry Diamond, is expecting a baby next week. I think this is going to be his last week on the bag and then he's going to come back for the, the U.S. Open. Yours truly was trying to wedge his way in there as like a deep backup Rory at the U.S. Open, but uh, maybe he's going to send his caddy off to baby number two with with a win. So I don't mind that. Um, I'm high on Xander Shoffley like you are too. And at 10-2, like this week, I, Rom, not in as good a form. Cantlay loves it here. Not very consistent. Call Morikawa, you just illustrated that. So now we're five down after Rory and you get Xander, who's had three straight top 15 finishes here, is playing really well. And it's still hungry for a win. Like his boy, Patrick's won here. He had a win earlier this year in the team event. So I, I think there's a lot of like uh, drive for Xander to get one done this week. And I could see him up there with Jack on the podium. Um, you know, I like Shane Lowry as well. Um, I think anytime around here, you've got to be high on Hideki Matsuyama. He's going off at 9,200, which is kind of cheap um, for a guy that's been as consistent as he had. You know, we thought we, he was maybe injured a couple weeks ago and he comes back and pops him with a third place in like a birdie fest in Dallas. And then he's also been able to play well in these kind of more big boy tournaments. He's won this thing before. So I think there's a lot to like about Hideki. And then Matt Fitzpatrick has just been playing Mm -hmm. really well. He's just right below him at 9,100. You know, great veteran caddy on the bag and he's sponsored by Workday this week. Sponsor. He's in good form. So I like, uh, Fitzpatrick, a couple guys that I'm just curious, maybe not to, to deviate too far, but what are you going to do with Cam Smith this week? And, and Victor Hovland is another one where it's like, I could see Victor playing well. He hasn't been super consistent. He's terrible around the greens. And we know that around the green is important this week. Uh, but Cam Smith in particular, I'm interested in because he's never played well here. But the Cam Smith that's coming into the tournament this week is a totally different version than the one that's played here in the past. I think those are two like perfect players to bring up because I think a lot of the guys that we're probably talking about there, if you're listening to other shows, they're probably the same guys that people are talking about because they're the guys that we think are, you know, are they're they're popping for sure. They've played well here. I think Victor Hovland and Cam Smith are the two where if you're kind of getting later in the week and the ownership's like looking a little bit low on those two guys, um, you know, especially Cam, if you're getting Cam Smith at, at low ownership, I know people like to look at history and I do too. He doesn't have a great history here, but if you're getting Cam Smith low owned and you're getting a Victor Hovland low owned, then I think you kind of, you, you kind of have to jump on him this week. Okay. Um, yeah. Another good reason, by the way, jump in the nut hut. Okay. Caddy John is in the nut hut. You got to, you got to get in the nut hut. I, and I, I need to kind of find this graphic because I, I, I need, I need you people to go in to our nut hut chat and just, just jump in there and see what we have to offer because it is absolutely fantastic. Go to, just go to tourjunkies.com and look for the chat. You'll find it. Tourjunkies.com. Look for the chat. Get in the nut hut. 
There's a lot of good information. Caddy John gets in there and gives his sort of course breakdown in the Caddy channel. Um, you know, and these are the kind of things that you learn later in the week when you get in the nut hut. It's like, you know, are guys like Cam Smith, you know, showing some some form? Are we getting some good caddy knowledge from these guys? Are they looking good out there? You know, Victor Hovland, whatever else. So I think that um, – but there are two guys right there that I think we could get some different le- some some definite leverage on depending on, uh, you know, what they're looking like. So I, I, I like that. Um, all right, we got to move into the 8K range, John. But before we do that, let's talk about coffee, okay? Yeah. I love coffee. I think you like coffee, right? I do. I start every morning, get a cup. And I like it at home, too. I don't get a little pay. I paid five bucks today at Starbucks. It was yeah. a road game. It was no good. By the way, I'm not a Starbucks fan. Yeah, I'm not really I, either. I'm kind of I'm kind of anti-Starbucks. And I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority. But you know what I love is front nine coffee. Okay? Yeah. We love golf. We love coffee. We just wish we could do both every day. But the Front Nine coffee is fantastic. It is a small batch artisan coffee roasted daily and ground to order for you. Their coffee doesn't just sit on a shelf in a store like a grocery store, just losing its flavor, wasting away. Okay. It's shipped quickly to your doorstep. So you're always ready to tee it up. Grounds for golfers. Front9coffee.com. These beans are imported from the finest coffee-growing regions around the world and roasted just around the corner in South Carolina. Grounds for you so you can choose the perfect ground grind for your coffee routine. I like whole beans, okay? Some people like them already ground up. I got I got a fancy coffee maker, all right? Yeah. Got a fancy. I mean, I can't, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So that's it's just whatever. Anyway, they got great flavors. They got match play, which is a roasted smooth and bold for that three and two closeout victory. They got pick it up pecan or pecan. pecan. I say pecan. I say pecan. I don't. I don't know. Some people like to say pecan. Uh, pecan. Pecan. I say pecan. You got Lauderdale light roast. Captain. I like that one. Captain's choice Kahlua caramel. That's good. Do you say caramel? I don't know if I can stand people that say caramel. I uh, no, I say, I say, well, I'll say caramel, but I'll say caramel, right? So like if you're having that Halloween candy, it's a caramel. But if you're talking about what the other, it's caramel. Yeah, it's caramel as far as yeah. I'm concerned. All right. Yeah. Then you also I, got, you got the a buddy, fry- of mine, a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine, he's trying to name his baby. And he told me he's a caddy buddy. And he said, you know, we conceived her in uh, at Pebble Beach, and I said, and he was looking for a middle name, and I said, "How about Carmel?" And they went with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. That's that's a beautiful place. I've never been there, but it looks like a beautiful place. Dirty um, Dan got a win with Vic, uh, with Vaughn Taylor there. Oh, sweet! Yes, Vaughn Taylor, Augusta. I know, I know Vaughn. Great know guy. Vaughn. Great dude. All right, you got the fried egg breakfast blend too, medium and dark roast, perfect for early mornings. Eggs and bacon are not included, though. Um, all right, so head over to FrontNineCoffee.com. Use the code TJ10. That's TJ10 for 10% off your order every single time. Order once, TJ10, 10% off. Order twice, TJ10, 10% off. Three, four, five. Every single time, you get 10% off. All right. 
John, let's move in into the AK yep. range. How about I let you start the AK range? We sure. got, um, you know, obviously usually we have less players in here. So give me two of your favorite sort of GPP plays, a fade and a cash play here. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think if you can get this range right this week, you could win your your games. I, I It's a very risky section as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I will say one that I do like that's maybe going to fly a little under the radar is Sung JM at 8,900. And he hasn't played great here in the past, but the couple times that he's come in, it's been weird parts of the schedule. Maybe his form hasn't been as good. This course makes sense for him. I saw him hit some shots last week at the Colonial. He was off with the COVID there for the PGA. It was unfortunate. I think he's hungry. He's rested, which is, you know, not as usual for Sung Jay. So I like Sung Jay this week at 8,900. Uh, you know, we talked about Cam Young and, and Davis Riley on the betting show. I mean, yeah, if you hit them, you're you're doing well. They could be popular, uh, too. Um, I think Max Homa at 8,700 makes some sense, too. This course isn't a heck of a lot different, to be honest, than uh, where he won there, uh, the TPC. Um, now, the conditions this week are, are going to be not quite as difficult, uh, but he's kind of figured out that bent grass putting as of late. Uh, it's only his third week in a row. He's in good form. He's got this motivation to start picking off these bigger tournaments. Uh, so I like, I like max at, at 8,700. Um, and that's kind of about it. Uh, you know, if I'm looking at a fade, uh, Abe answer at 8,200, I mean, I just don't think he has the ball flight. His form's not great right now, but I don't think he really has a great ball flight for this golf course. Uh, hits it a little bit lower, obviously. Not as far, so so that's kind of an easy uh, fade for me. Um, cash play, these you got me caught me off guard a little bit there. I'll I'll, I'll toss it back to you, and, and maybe so, somebody will come to mind. But I want to hear your thoughts in this section because it's it. There's a lot of risk reward here, in my opinion. Yeah, so I got a few here that I, that I do kind of like here. Um, you know, I I was I'm with you on Max Homa at eighty seven hundred. I think that um, you know he he's a great play here. He's 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 a guy that just just fits this course. Has been playing absolutely fantastic lately. Checks a lot of boxes when it comes to approach, top five ball striking, top five, twenty first in par five scoring, top twenty in bogey avoidance. So big fan of Max Homa. Um, you know, I think that I know now unless somebody's going to tell me that he withdrew. But I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to say I think Mito Pereira is a good DFS play this week. Now, I I actually think the way he bounced back after what happened at the PGA Championship to finish the way he did the following week at the Charles Schwab on a you know another tough golf course, another we we get another tough tough golf course this week. He's been playing really well, checks a ton of boxes, top ten in ball striking and approach. Top 10 in bogey avoidance. Um, he's 13th in the field in par 5 scoring. So I, I think you kind of ride the hot hand with Mito at 8,000. So I like Homa and Mito. And if I'm going to play guys like, even if, like, let's just say I want to try to f- somehow fit Rory and Xander, in, in which I, I talked about up top, I got to get cheaper with a lot of these guys. I may not be able to fit Rory and Xander, but maybe like Rory and Shane Lowry, and then Mito or Homer or something like that, I think could be a good start to your lineup build. Um, I like Joaquin Neiman and Cash. 
I don't I don't think I know you're kind of you kind of differ a little bit from that with with Neiman. Um and, and maybe I'm just all about some Chileans. I'm just loving Chileans. But yeah. I like I like the way Neiman has just been playing this year. And he he doesn't really have great course history here. I, I get that. You know, missed the cut the last two years. Did have a T27 in 2019 and a T6 in 2018. Course was a lot different then. But still, you know, I, I think that uh, just the way he's played this year, the way he can work his ball flight and everything else, I think Joaquin Neiman is, is a good just sort of safe – you know, cash play. He makes a lot of cuts. You know, he may not win, but he does make a lot of cuts. Yeah, I, I will, I will make you feel better about your Chilean picks. Both way. I, I, that's a great point that you make about Mito. I mean, you know, should have won the PGA Championship, didn't finish it off, and then he bounced back last week. Didn't, I mean, didn't. No worries. Hey, I'm back in this next tournament, and and made himself present. The only thing I was concerned about him was the putting, and he putted awesome at Southern Hills on bent grass. The greens are a lot slower than they're going to be this week. That's my concern with him, but an elite ball striker, one of the top 10, maybe the top five ball strikers in this field. And you're going to need that this week. Uh, great caddy on the bag. Um, and then with, with Neiman, like I was a little bit concerned. I feel like sometimes he's a little too aggressive and he's got Gary Matthews on the bag. Uh, Sergio Garcia's former caddy, great looper. They started up last fall. And, you know, you've seen what he's done this year, uh, winner at Riviera, uh, another course that requires some discipline. So maybe the version of Neiman coming to this time around at the Memorial is kind of a little bit more seasoned and he's not going to take on pins when he doesn't need to. And and it's a good course because it's bent grass. And, and I think we like we like Neiman on bent grass. Yeah, no, I agree there. Um, OK, so my fade is going to be Daniel Berger. And I think Berger is, a, is is tough to fade any time because he's a fantastic golfer. I mean, you know, he's world-class. He was T23 last week at the Charles Schwab, missed the cut the PGA Championship. There's just, to me, not a whole lot, though, to get excited about Berger. And maybe, you know, as I get down, you know, later in the week and if he's lower-owned and whatever else, I may pivot off of that. He doesn't play this tournament very much. The last time he played here was 2020, and he missed the cut. I don't know when it when he played it. Like my information goes back to 2017. He has not played it. He's played it once in the last five years. Yeah, three times in his career. Yeah. So Berger to me is is a fade. Now I know you have some insight on him and his caddy and everything else, but what do you think about that? What do you think about Berger as a fade here? Yeah, yeah. The only thing I was saying where I maybe would like him this week, two things. One, he hits a cut. And the second one is that, you know, maybe that energy of having a new caddy on the bag, you know, changing up. And, and when he's come here in the past, you know, maybe it hasn't been the timing hasn't been right. But he thrives on Bermuda grass, not bent grass. And he also has one of the lowest ball flights on tour. As good of an iron player he is, as he is, this golf course requires some height coming into these greens. And if it's going to be firm this week, you know, it's the, the greens, it might not be the best setup for him. Maybe that's a reason why he doesn't play as well here and so i have no problem uh fading burger uh i think he's a guy to keep an eye on as the summer unfolds though for sure like kind of getting back to to you know more aggressive making more birdies like we know he can yeah yeah um all right now before we get into the 7k plays i i gotta do an ad read all right now this ad read is for 
iTrust Capital. Did you know that you could invest in crypto through your retirement account? I didn't even know that. That's right. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. I've noticed that about crypto. You can wake up in the middle of the damn night and be like, you know what? I want to buy some crypto. (laughs) There's no like, you know, 930 a.m. when the market opens, four o'clock when it closes. Like it's open all the time. You can buy some crypto. Anytime you want to buy crypto, you can buy it. All right. Anyway. All right. I bet the crypto market's popping more in the the late night hours than it is during the day. Yeah, exactly. With Atros Capital, you also get the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Sign up today and receive $100 funding bonus when you open and fund an account. Visit itrustcapital.com to start investing today. That is itrustcapital.com. And I don't see on this ad copy where there's any kind of code. You got a deal. So whatever. That's what they gave me. So All right, that's me. cool. Well, yeah, but that's a good promo for them. Go to I, you know, and you guys will pick yeah. it up again next week. Um, David's going to be like chiming in, like it's so dude, it says it on the back page of the third line that you need to put in TJ code. <laughs> anyway all right let's move on to the 7k range there's a lot of good plays in here i love yeah. this i love this yep. range and this is where the money's made we always talk about this this is where the money's made almost every week in dfs and i'm gonna start okay okay and you know how how i'm gonna start i'm gonna start well i was i'll tell you this i'm gonna be stealing one of your guys Okay. And then you're gonna have to just adjust. You're gonna That's have fine. to adjust. I did that. John. I did that in the nine K range. I adjusted yeah. on the fly, like any good caddy would. You got to be yeah. able to improvise. So that's what you got to do. But I'm going to start right. with Patrick Reed at the top at 7,900. I like Patrick Reed. I like the what, what he's been doing. You know, we talked about him on the betting show. You know, he kind of went back to an old driver, I think, or he switched drivers, which I like. I like when when they do those kind of things and then they play well, which is what he mm. did. He, he switched it up. Played well last week. I like that. You know, he has a good history here. Top five, fifth place finish last year. T10 the year before that. So, obviously, this is a course where he feels comfortable on. Uh, You look at the stats for Patrick Reed. I mean, he's certainly going to check some boxes here. Now, obviously, we we know he's a a great scrambler. He, He always has been. But he's 15th in the field in putting on bent grass greens. I like that about him. And then, you know, you just look at the tournament history. That is, well, I mentioned that art. But look, like recent results. I mean, seventh last week, 34th at the PGA, okay? He is, he's his game is gradually getting better. I like that. So Patrick Reed at 7,900, I like. Next guy, here's where I'm stealing him from you. Okay. Taking him from you. Alex Noren at 7,500. I like Alex Noren. Yeah. Now you mentioned he he uh, he puts well on bent grass greens. He's a guy that yeah you know, he killed a lot of people at the PGA Championship, right? I mean, a lot of people played Alex Norin, and he even had I think the good weather draw. But I'm going back to him. I'm hoping maybe we get a little bit lower ownership from him than we you know typically would. 
you know, you look at the history here, T13 last year, missed the cut in 2020, T41 the year before that. Um, you know, his recent results. Now, that missed cut really killed people at the PGA Championship, but T12 at the AT&T Byron Nelson before that. Now, let's get into some stats for Alex Norm. He is second in the field in putting on bent grass greens. That came from the stats that I looked up through Fantasy National, but it also came from Caddy John's head because he already knew that Alex Noren puts extremely well on bent grass greens and loves them. Outside of that, though, top three stats that I love, he's fourth in par five scoring, top 20 in strokes gained approach, top 30 in ball striking. So Alex Noren at 7,500, I will also play. Another guy that I like in here, I'm gonna play Ricky Fowler. I did you know, mm. I, I kind of brushed on him in the in the betting show, but Ricky's playing well. I mean, he is he his game is finally coming around. He's not gonna check a whole lot of boxes it, other than par five scoring. He is scrambling well in his last 24 rounds. He's top 30 there. He's top 10 in putting on bent grass greens over his last 24 rounds. But let's just look at his recent results, all right. You know, he's made his last three cuts with two of those being top 25 finishes. If you can get a top 25 finish out of a guy at 7,200 on DraftKings, you're doing really well. Okay. Your lineup is going to be doing well. You're get you're, you know, he, he is performing for you there. Okay. So I like what Ricky Fowler is doing. And then let's just go with his tournament history. It's, it's actually. You know, even though the last few years have been so bad for Ricky Fowler, 11th here in 2021, okay? Missed the cut in 2020, but a T14 in 2019, top 10 in both 2018 and 2017. I think Ricky Fowler makes a lot of sense here at 7,200, and I will play him. And then my cash play, John, is Matt Kuchar. It's seventeen hundred. Cooch. Cooch, let's let's stop ignoring Coocher. All right, I yeah. do not. I do not need him to win. I don't care. But the guy's making cuts. He's made six straight cuts. He's made twelve of fifteen cuts this year. Okay, so the guy is. You just can't sit there and say you know the old man is is not playing and golfing his ball. Okay, because he is, and he's got a good history here too. So I think that, you know, if you if you look at Matt, Matt Kuchar, the way he's playing, making cuts, I I love him here at 7,800. And then he's going to check a lot of boxes, too. By the way, he's number one in the field in strokes gained around the green. Fourth in bogey avoidance, top 40 in putting on bent, top 40 in par five scoring. I think Kuchar is a great play. I like him in cash. So there you go. That Damn. is the 7K range for me. I'm sure you got some other ones here, but uh, what, do, what do you think on that? I got one that I'll steal away from you, but I, I love the, the the read call. I think he's, like I said, I mentioned on the uh, betting show, I saw him last week at Colonial. He's lost some weight. Like, he looks fit, ready to go. I love the driver change. that he, I mean, that was kind of, that was really, he was losing so much distance. And and he can get it, get it done around the greens here. Um, I, I like your Patrick Reed call. Uh, Norin, yeah. I, I love Norn this week. He hits a cut too. Jack hits a cut. Um, you know, I like Norn. Uh, and then your Ricky Fowler call, like, yeah, I mean, his course history here is undeniable. He's motivated. 
I, I saw him last week as well. Like he doesn't quite, and I don't know if it's like, because you look at him and you go, I know you're not playing well. Like, do you carry yourself the same way? Like he doesn't quite have that, you know, look about him that he used to, but I, I think he can get it back as well. So I mean, he's going to love the familiarity around here this week. Um, Looking at some other plays, though, Chris Kirk at 7,700, I think, makes a ton of sense, super consistent. I think you can make a good argument for him being a, a solid cash play. Uh, I talked on the betting show about how he's got a caddy changer recently, settled in with Don Cooper, Lucas Glover's longtime caddy, and has been playing awesome as of late. Not a flashy guy, but you don't need to be flashy this week. If he gets a hot putter, uh, I could easily see him being in the mix on Sunday. Uh, I think Siwoo Kim, you know, take a look at his ownership level, you know, but if it's not very high compared to other guys in this range, I think there's a ton of value there on Siwoo Kim. I mean, made a ton of cuts this year, right? We know he can win in big spots. Uh, hasn't been playing bad. You know, his iron game last week was really good. Uh, it's always just kind of his attitude more than anything. So I like Siwoo Kim. And then further down the list, like, to me, uh, I think under the radar sneaky uh, is Cam Davis. Uh, you know, played well at the PGA. I think he had a top 10 there. Yeah, he, or no, he finished seventh last week at Charles Schwab, made the cut at the PGA. He had a third at the Heritage. You know, he plays the par five as well, really long player. So I, I like Cam Davis. And I think you need to take a look at Lahiri, although I'm not as – Keen on Lahiri, given the fact that the elements aren't going to be as present. But, man, he's been playing really well uh, this year as well. So I like him. And and as far as a fade, um, you know, I don't know. Anybody's got him on his radar. I'm going to fade Lucas A. Bear because there's no wind this week, and he likes it when it's windy. And so I'm out on Lucas. Uh, Brian Harmon has just – Gosh. screwed me so uh, much this year and and you know is it, a case, is it a case where it's like you get so pissed off at the guy that you miss out the week that he finally performs but i don't know if i have a lot of I, i'm not worried about missing out on Harmon this week yeah you know another guy that i don't ever get right is aaron wise so i'm gonna fade aaron wise and i think aaron wise could play fine here yeah. but i just I, I i feel like he he's gonna He's going to have some ownership. Um, you know, he's he's played fairly well here. He had a top 10 last year, but missed the cut two two times before that. Um, I, I just... Mm, intriguing, I though. He He's putting better than he has in a long time. He's got the long broomstick. I think it's Casey Martin's old putter, actually, um, which is intriguing. Uh, I was thinking with him, though, like... That's interesting to hear that he they finished top 10 last year. Like some of these guys that are like, if you're a, a poor putter and they put you on fast greens, and it, that's not a good combination because all of a sudden every mistake you make gets magnified. And so that would be one yeah. of the reasons I he wouldn't be 90th, on. He is 90th in the field in putting on bent grass greens. Um, right. So I'm going to, I'll go ahead and just say Aaron Wise is my fate. Um, all right. All right. Listen, um, by the way, I don't know if you're doing prize picks much, John, but prize picks. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by it. And I'll tell you why, as a caddy that's seen a lot of these golf courses and know the pin locations on a certain day and all that, I'm intrigued by prize picks. 
I think it's great. And you guys have been killing it. We've been killing it on prospects, especially in the Nut Hut. We've got a prospects channel. We give plays out. I have the Fantasy Golf Sommelier. You need to go check out prospects.com. Listen, we have a link. There'll be a link uh, in the description of this show on YouTube. Go in there. Click our link. Um, I think the promo code is TJ. Sign up. It's fantastic. I'm telling you, it is it is a great way to play. And you know what? When all your DFS lineups are dead on Friday, you can play Saturday and Sunday on Prospects, and you will love it. I, I'm, I have not heard one person since we've been talking about Prospects tell us that they don't like it. Because it's okay. just, I mean, look, all we're doing is we're one overs and unders. You know, that's all we're trying to do. We're making those plays. All right, let's get into the 6K range. And um, I'm going to start with Kevin Strillman. Uh, by the way, real quick, little plug, Tortis, Torti, Torti Pro. They all right. We we did some stuff with these guys. They're out of Australia. All right. And if you notice, like I'm going to open this one. If I can open, if I can figure it out. Let's see okay, this, this technology. Let me let me see if I can get into this damn thing. All right, I'm going to have to rip it out. All right, look at this T. All right, first off, it says boom on it. You can, oh, you can't even see that. It says boom. They got these like little perforated. You see that? Yeah. Like, like like these bumps on the top. And I mean, it's it's a strong T. Let me tell you this. Now this is gonna you're gonna love this, John. This this T adds twelve yards to your game. <laughs> no way. Twelve yards. So the next guy I'm going to talk about in the 6K range neat, <laughs> neat, like could use this T, all right? <coughs> Here's another thing. This T also can be a divot repair tool huh? and a groove cleaner. Yeah, now, I believe the groove Now, cleaner. could every T that you have do the same thing? Yes, but they don't put it on the back on the packaging, but no. Tor T does. Torty does, all right? Is that this, a heavy-duty plastic? Is that what you have there? Yeah, heavy-duty plastic with like this rubber stuff on. And that's, a, by the way, that's our logo on the top. But you can't oh, really I need some it. of those. I could use 12 yards. I could use six. Yeah, this thing adds 12 yards to your game. And control, distance and control. Look at it. It says it on the bag. Anyway, check out Torty's. They're great. Um, all right, here's who I think could use Torty. Kevin Strillman. Yeah. Kevin Strillman could use a little bit of Torty, just a little bit of extra distance. But I I like him this week. He has a you know great history here. He's made the cut the last five years in a row. Um, and he's got some good finishes in here when you look at that. You know, he's not just he's not just making cuts, he's actually got finishes. He's got three finishes inside the top 15 in the last five years. So I think Kevin Strillman at 6,800 is a good play there. Another guy, Brendan Steele, also, mm-hmm. also has made the cut four of the last five years, and he's only played it four times. So there was one year where he didn't play it with a top 15 in there, T37 last year. Um, you know, Brendan Seal is, is a guy that um, DB hates his swing, but we don't care about what your swing looks like as long as you have good finishes and you can play golf, which Brendan Seal can do. Top 10. If you had told me that Brendan Steele had a top 10 at the PGA Championship, I would not have believed you, but I saw, I, I see it. It's, it says it right there in front of yep. me. I can see that. So Brendan Steele there at 6,600 
All right, we're going to give you – I'm giving you a top 10 guy <laughs> in the PGA Championship for 6,600. And he's going to check boxes. 11th in the field in ball, ball striking. <clears throat> top 30 in strokes gained approach. Okay? You know, putts fairly decent, I think, on uh, – no, he doesn't putt well on bent grass green. But he but, putts well here. See? There you go. He putts well here, dude. It's Add in. week. Preach, preach to me some more. A little bit about Brendan Steele. I love some Steele this week. Yeah, I take his golf swing in a heartbeat. No, you're you're spot on on Brendan Steele. That's like my favorite play in the six K range, and it doesn't make sense on face value. But one thing I do like about him compared to like another guy that I'm going to mention is that with Steele, you know, you're getting a reliable ball striker, right? Which is a big difference maker versus a guy that sometimes he catches it hot or not, and he has to rely on a hot putter, like. You know Steele is going to be in the fairway, on the green, more than most of these guys. And if he likes to putt well here, I'm sold. So, And the, and the ninth at the PGA, I mean, that's icing on the cake. Yeah, no, I'm with you for sure. Another guy real quick, David Lipsky, I think, um, you know, makes a little bit of a sense here. You know, he's top 20 in the field in approach and par 5 scoring. Um, he's a guy that's had a, a pretty solid year. So I like David Lipsky. Um other than that, there's there's not a, you know I'm a I'm a Lucas Glover fan. He's made the cut five straight years here. This is a mm-hmm. Lucas Glover course, you know, good ball strikers course. We know he's always going to struggle with the putter, but still, I think um, for 6,500 for Lucas Glover and five straight cuts here, and he's actually playing you know fairly decent lately. I, I think you know Lucas Glover certainly makes some sense. You look at his last four events. T48 at the Heritage, did miss a cut at the Wells Fargo, top 25 at the PGA Championship, T40 at Charles Schwab. You know, you're getting, a, again, 6,500, making cuts, has a great course history here. I like Lucas Glover. So that's pretty much about it for me here in the 6K range. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I like all those guys you listed. Um, uh, I think Scott Stallings, you know, he's played well here before. You have to go a little bit deeper on his course history to find a top 10, but he's done it. And then he Monday qualified or he qualified in the U S open Monday of colonial went out and was very relevant late in the back nine at that tournament. Uh, I like Scott Stallings at 6,900. I think Patrick Rogers at 6,800, which is a guy that's who I was kind of maybe going to go opposite with, with Brennan Steele, like Patrick Rogers, really good putter or a better putter than Brennan Steele. And has made a lot of cuts here before. Not a ton of great noise, but he's played well here. This is a big boy golf course. He's played well. And his ball striking is coming around. I mean, he's gained in the positive three weeks in a row now. Uh, I mentioned that the new caddy brought on board, veteran Shane Joel. And so I like Patrick Rogers. And then a little bit further down, there's Steele. I mean, it's 6,600. What a steal on Steele. Um where else are we down here any further? I mean, it gets, it gets thin fast. Um, yeah, no, that's it. That's it for me. That, that really, that really stands out. I, I steel is the steel. Okay. All right. Well, um, I like it now. Listen, now we have to do our two, oh, yeah. minute, our two minute lineup. All right. This is the two minute men. I'm gonna do everything here. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to keep up with it. I'm gonna run the timer. I'm gonna do all of it. And, okay. Um, okay. 
but I'm gonna I'm gonna start us off somewhere where I think we can we can really have a good lineup to work with. So okay. let me know when, let me know when you're ready, and then I'll get going. Yeah, I mean I've got my I've got my phone here with the with the thing, so I can bounce around. I've heard you guys do this before. Okay, I'm in on it. You start us off. All right, here we go. I'm gonna start the timer, and I think we start immediately off with Brendan Steele. Let's let's go Love ahead it. and put Brendan Steele in our lineup. Gives you a lot of cash to work with. All right, so there we go. We got a lot of cash to work with. All right, next, who do you think? Who are you thinking? Uh, you can go up top. You can go in the middle. Where are you thinking? Well, I I, I think we're both high on Xander Shoffley. I mean, yeah. he's going to spend you right. some money. I know unless you're thinking you need to have Rory on your team, I think Xander is is a good play there. All right, let's go with Xander. Then we have 8,300 left. Um, I am a big fan of of your from a GPP standpoint. I like I like Sung Jay. Okay. I think let's let's go Sung Jay there and then that go, drops us down to eighty one hundred. So where are you thinking we can go in the seven K range? You yeah, know. I think we need to at least get two out of the seven K. Yeah. So um uh man, we, we like Patrick Reed, uh we like Chris Kirk, um we like Norn. We should probably get on Norn at seventy five hundred. Let's let's go Norn. And then uh what do you think from there? So 8,400 8, left. We got 8,400 and two players left. Uh, well, if we went to Shane Lowry, that would leave us with 78. But we need to leave some. I mean, we could go Shane Lowry and Chris Kirk. Yes. I like either Shane Lowry and Chris Kirk. Let's just do that. Let's do that. I mean, we're done in record time. Does that leave a hundred bucks? Is that too? Is that not enough money on the table? No, I think it's plenty. I think it's plenty for a week like this. Um, Eighteen seconds left. We're done. All right, wait, read it off to me though. I love it. I want All to right, hear this. so here is the two minute lineup. Let me uh, hang on. Let me get in here, Kirk. All right, leaving a hundred dollars on the table. We have Sung J M. We have Chris Kirk. We have Shane Lowry. We have Alex Norin. We have Xander Shoffley, and we have Brendan Steele. Winner, love it. I'm. I, I hate to say this for DB, but I, this is the, fav, the my favorite two minute lineup we've ever done. No way. Well, let's do it. I mean, I'm a I'm a single entry guy, so I might just play this. Unless you're going to play it too, I'm going to play this in the single entry this week, and then we'll 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 split the winnings. Love it. Let's do it. All right, um, John. I appreciate you being on with me. It's been fantastic. It's been. A, I, I'm looking forward to a great week. I know we're going to see you in the Nut Hut later. Everybody's got to get into the Nut Hut. Um, make sure you like this video on YouTube. The comment that I'm going to ask you to do is just how great Caddy John and I are, and how much you appreciate. Uh, what we did for you this week with DB being out on vacation. Maybe comment on what you think DB does on vacation on the beach. But <laughs> does DB read a book? Does DB, does he build sandcastles? Uh, you know, do, does DB swim in the ocean with shoes on? Like, do you think he, <laughs> do you think he wears his shoes in the ocean? I, I don't know. Like some people may do that because you know in the south carolina oceans you can't see the water in the beach you can't see what's underneath you um anyway all right well that's all i got good luck this week everybody at the memorial thank you caddy john yeah thanks for having me on yep see ya out <laughs>